Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Have you ever felt led to do a thing and for whatever the reason you found yourself running from actually completing it? Like you literally know what you should be doing, but for whatever the reason you've decided to take a detour, um, if I'm honest with you and just completely candid, I have been struggling with this very same thing and possibly just going to go ahead and admit it a little embarrassed to say the least. Cause it's one thing to read in the Bible, you know, Jonah, he ran when God told him to do something. It's like, ah, Jonah, you really thought you can run from God telling you to do a thing. And, you know, you see that you see the, how the Israelites struggled with, you know, getting to the place that God had for them. And they, going around that mountain for 40 years and you're like, ugh, 40 years, that's how long it took you. But have you ever really sat and took inventory of your own life and said, man, if I'm honest with myself, I'm running just like them. I'm wasting time just like them. Like, has God told you to move to a certain location years ago? And for whatever the reason, as you navigated through this thing called life, you've kind of buried it along the way. And ever so often it will come up maybe in a casual conversation or you would see something on social media or on TV or some type of commercial that just randomly reminded you, man, I've always wanted to live blank, right? Have you ever believed that you was going to be a homeowner and you know what, you was going to have your, the room set up like this and all these other different ideas that you had for the landscaping and the interior decorating and you can just envision it. And then somewhere along the lines of trying to take care of your monthly bills, you thought about what it would be to be a homeowner and somewhere you've buried that. Like, did you have the idea of having a huge family? Because I know when I was little, I was like, I want six kids. I want three boys and three girls. And yeah, that's before I even knew what pain and labor and delivery and all of that was. But even after experiencing your first child, your second child, for whatever the reason, your heart still desires. So you know what? I always wanted to expand my family. But you buried that passion for some reason. Like some of us are really running from the fact that you were supposed to take an entire career, different career path. But you know what? You've been doing this for so long, and so now you're kind of like, eh, you know. And I'll give you a great example on that, real-time example. I have a friend, and it's just, I was so just blown away by this. Her mother was serving, um, I think she was driving the Greyhound buses, whatever, you know, with the state in the, yeah, it was the Greyhound buses. And she was doing that for, if I'm not mistaken, for like 25 years. And you would figure, you know, making great money, making great benefits, this, that, and the third. And all of a sudden, I see her post a picture of her mother graduating from a nursing program. And I instant messaged her immediately. And I'm like, your mom just graduated from that? And her words to me, and as I'm saying it, I'm getting goosebumps. She said she always wanted to be a nurse, but had to do what she had to do because she had us. And something along those lines where it was like she always wanted to do it. But, you know, life got in the way. But praise God that she had not only the opportunity, 
but she held on to the hope of this is what she knew she was supposed to be doing and I promise you the smile on her mother's face was just like oh my goodness I've never seen someone so excited the way that my friend was screaming for her mother that's my mother you know the way that mother screamed for their baby on graduation day it was just like wow man to see that and I picked up the phone to call you to just have just a real talk session I just got to the point that I'm tired of running from God and no that doesn't sound you know biblical it doesn't sound the best when you say it but anything that you know that you're deep down inside that you're supposed to be doing and you are not putting your full throttle of energy into that and you are not seeking God for the instruction or following out the instruction to the T I'm gonna go ahead and tell you it's not nice to say it matter of fact it's not nice for me to even hear it but you are running from God and I'm gonna go ahead and use my life as an example I had this inkling that I was just supposed to leave my job I tried to hold on for as long as I could and God was just like you need to leave I again fought through that started getting sick had to go to the freaking ER I mean it was so many things that was going on with that that it was just clear I'm supposed to leave and I just got to a point that it was like Honestly, if I'm realistic, if my husband wouldn't have said something, I would have still been there. But I had this inkling that I was supposed to go off and start this ministry, this entrepreneur path of using my gift to encourage people and encourage the world. I thought, cool, okay, I can do that. I have not, or let's say the, uh, the correct way, I have been employed since the age of 13. I have done summer youth programs. I have I have been literally in the system of all people who are working, putting toward toward Medicare and Medicaid and all that FICA and all that other stuff since I was 13 years old. It is very hard, a very difficult transition, especially for someone like myself to then tell me, okay, um, what I heard, yes, I did hear go pursue people, go use your gift to encourage the world you know and God gave me the way he wanted me to do it but I also heard okay so I won't be working so I tried my best to do it my way I, I applied for different jobs immediately as a matter of fact the same and I can't make this up if I tried the same day that I left the job that God told me to leave I I nailed an interview for another job the very same day and I knew off back, I got the job. I mean, it was just, it couldn't have been no clearer than day. And the woman was like, okay, so that was a Monday. She was like, you know what? You'll hear from me. Mm, you'll hear from me by next Monday. Because she wanted to give other people chances to um, interview. And it was a three-part process. It was over the, over the phone and it was some other stuff. And the final process was the um, in-person interview, right? So I'm like, cool. And I'm sold. I'm calling people up and I'm like, yeah, so I think I have this job. And so I'm trying to, you know, um, just get all my resources together so that I can be great at this particular job and get my mindset together on all that, how that's going to look. And Monday came and gone and this woman did not call me. And I was like, okay, that was weird because I know I nailed the interview, so I'm not really understanding what happened. Another Monday came and gone. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start applying for other stuff. So then another opportunity came, 
I go to that interview and I feel so strongly. Nope. It was clear to me. I think I told you this before. God literally let me get up, get dressed, do my hair, makeup, all that stuff, look fashionable, professionally ready just to get there for me to feel like I don't think I was supposed to take this job. I think the sole reason for God leading me to this job at this moment was to comfort this woman who just experienced a death a, a month before I came. And it was just on her, like, oh, my goodness, this thing is on you. So I took the opportunity to encourage her. I felt weird because it's like, who does this at a job interview? But I went ahead and did it, and I could feel it come off of her. And I felt like as soon as I got in the car, God was like, that's the only reason you're supposed to be there. Now, when you get back home, call her. Um because I think the next step with the interview, again, I was supposed to go shadow someone on, on the following Monday. He was like, make sure you call her before the end of this week, before Monday comes, and let her know that that wasn't the reason for you going there. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I called this woman prior to the Friday, and I'm like, hey, probably going to sound weird. I don't think I'm supposed to get this opportunity. And before I could finish, she was like, you know what? I don't think so either. And I felt like what she was saying, in my, I felt so strongly. The next step for me getting hired was she was supposed to speak to the regional manager to go ahead and negotiate a salary for me. God literally told me he was not going to allow them to connect because I was not supposed to work there. By the time I got off the phone and just thanking her for the opportunity and what I felt God had me do, she literally said to me, you know what, this won't be the last that you and I um, are having a conversation. Your energy was just so great. Um, you know, if it's okay with you, I would like to keep your number. I'm like, absolutely. She was like, you know, cause you really helped me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and so I'm letting her know what my ventures were and what God is having me do. So I hung up the phone very clear that it wasn't, um, it wasn't that I didn't again, nail the interview. It was just that God was like, no, because if you get this job, it's going to deter you from what I'm trying to do to you because he told me to go encourage his people. I am such a worker, borderline, I don't even want to speak the workaholic. I won't even say that, rebuke that name of Jesus, but borderline that I am determined. I am super motivated. I've always been, um, I've always been promoted very quickly in any industry that I've ever been in. And so I have this takeover and conquer thing about me. I see a thing, I make a goal, and I conquer it. That's always been me. And God is like, I cannot have you putting that energy in the corporate world or in another job when I want you to put that in the lane that I told you to put it in. So I'm like, cool. So I'm wrestling with that, right? Speaking to my husband about it. He's like, hey, you know, why don't you just give yourself three months, three months, put your all into it. And then at three months, we'll see where we're at and we'll go ahead. He's like, it's, it hasn't even been a week or two and you're struggling with it. So fast forward through all that. I can't tell you the amount of jobs that I applied for. I can't tell you the amount of part-time jobs because, you know, I figured, okay, God, I'll just do something part-time and then I'll do it, you know, because I believe you work a job until you can do what you're passionate about. And, you know, I'm all for hard work. You know, let's go ahead and A, B, and C. And I have got to the point that I just have to be honest and zoom out a little bit and say, you're running. Just because you don't know all the steps and the nuances on how to do a thing, does not mean that you get to do it the way that you're most comfortable. Following God and being obedient to the calling that he has on your life has very little to do with your comfort and a whole lot to do with your level of obedience. So I 
just had to pick up the phone because I'm like, listen, if nothing at all, this is going to be straight from me, but I am done running. And I know that if not you, then you know someone else who is also running. You're running from the idea of marriage because you don't know nobody who's happy in their marriage and you know everybody's getting cheated on in your opinion or you know the selection and the dating pool isn't all that so you're just trying to be built this nice little safety nest of no singlehood meets possible friends with benefits or possible I go out when I feel like it and you're just like nope I'm cool here and that nest is no longer comfortable for you but you are trying everything to just make that thing feel padded and you know temperature controlled and God is like I called you to be a wife I called you to be a husband I don't know what part of that you don't understand I know part of that makes you nervous but being nervous is just an indication that you're still human trying to do a supernatural thing And that's okay. As long as you're still walking in, okay, God, I don't understand it. But if you said it once, I know that it's going to come to pass. God don't have to keep telling you something. When he told Noah his instructions, he told Buddy instructions one time. He didn't check in on him and say, hey, just wanted to go ahead and let you know real quick. Didn't forget about you. The rain's still coming. (laughs) You know, so, you know, you're doing good. Oh, okay. I see you got the third layer happening. That's cool. Oh, is that what you put in the elephants? Oh, great. Good job. He didn't continue to butter him up to remind him. No, God doesn't need to remind us of anything. We need to be reminded that God keeps his promise. And again, if he said it, then it's going to come to pass, point blank and the period. If he said that one day you're going to make it to the CEO level, I know right now you're looking at it like, yeah, but I'm in in the mayor room. I'm in the image room. I'm in an entry-level position. Okay. And so now what are the decisions, the mindsets, the perspectives that you need to have in order to have a CEO kind of posture? Not saying walk around the business like, oh, one day you'll be shining my shoes. You know, nobody's doing that. But what's the posture you need to have so that you can see yourself bigger than just where you're at? You know, you're looking at, if you're starting a ministry, you're looking at the number of people who's coming. You're like, ah, but you know, and you're getting frustrated with that. And God is like, listen, you are simply managing the gift that I gave you. You, you don't have anything to do with the growth. I do that. When Jesus was walking around, he wasn't looking for fame and fortune and all that. It came to him because he was about his father's business. And that just echoed in my soul. Be about your father's business. Because let me tell you what I'm not willing to do. At this very juncture in my life, I am not willing to just live life business as usual. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with going to a job just to go to a job, just to say I have a job, just to get the check, just to be stressed out, just to come home, just to be tired, just to cook, just to parent, just to possibly be there, be too tired to cook, you know, or look at homework. Then, you know, be a wife, be a wife as usual. You know, maybe I'll fall asleep during a movie, spending time with my husband. Maybe not. Maybe I am at a place that I'm like, God, I want you to reign supreme in every area of my life. I want to see your light shine in every area of my life. If it means I have to be cracked a little bit, cool, because that just means more light shines through me. Like whatever it is that you have to do, I want you to go ahead and do it. And I just have this boldness. I listened to one of these podcasts um, from this guy, what is it? Mike Todd. Um, He is the pastor of Transformational Church. And I was hearing his series from some time ago about uh, crazy faith and how 
he got this uh the spirit bank and that's where the church is at now and all these different um hurdles that he had to go over more so in his mind and in his emotions than anything else but i just got a fresh anointing of i'm not running no more i'm not gonna hide behind what god said um and then try to marry it to my great idea I'm no longer going to walk it out the way that it makes sense to me. For the first time in a very long time, I am going to just do a thing and say, God, I believe you. And what saddens me most about that is I've done it before. I don't know when I started being more cautious. I'm the same girl that was eight and a half months pregnant born and raised in New York, got in the car with a five and a half year old, knew that I was moving to a state that I've never lived in and knew that I was going to change my family bloodline because the path that I was on, the situation and circumstance at that time, it screamed failure. I married wrong at that particular time. I was pregnant again with that particular person. It was just like, you know what? This is absolutely positively not the way my story is going to end. And and you know what? Eight and a half months pregnant, I packed up an entire house. And I had just called some help to go ahead and pack the U-Haul. I probably would have tried to go ahead and pack the U-Haul if I, if I wasn't able to freaking see my toes. But it got to a point that I did it before. Yeah, I had to use the bathroom every other gas station around because you know, eight and a half months, that baby's sitting on your bladder. Your bladder is definitely the waterbed that it's looking for, right? So I did it before. So in my opinion, I don't have any excuse. You've seen God do some things. And that, that situation alone was not comfortable at all. I wasn't coming to Georgia to a job. I didn't have a job. I literally was leaving New York with unemployment and just believing that I saved up enough to just make it a little while longer. I was going to have to find I found a place to live, but I was going to have to find a pediatrician and, and all these other different things and get my son into school. And I had so much that could have echoed to me, this is not the right time. This is not what you should be doing right now. Maybe if, oh, I could have echoed that to myself, but let alone people were saying that around me. Why don't you wait till you give birth and you know she's three months, at least let her get to six months. Why don't you wait a year? Why don't you do this? And I literally had to go by what I felt in my spirit. And it was God told me to move. He told me to move. And I can't wait until it makes sense to everybody else. I can't wait until it's convenient for how other people see my life. I had to do it when I felt like God was like, no, do it now. It is time now. Did I want to wait? Of course I wanted to. But I'm at that point, I was very clear that obedience had a lot to do with doing it in God's timing. If I would have waited 10 years for the anointing that God put on me 10 years ago, that was 10 years ago anointing. If I would have waited till you, you uh, if I would have bought my son toddler walking shoes, and then waited two years to put it on him. No, he's outgrown that. He's on, his foot is on a whole different level now. And so I felt like I wanted to come on here and just ask you candidly, what are you running from? What are you running from? I don't even want to know the why. I, what, are, what are you running from? 
Because let me explain something. It is better for you to run toward God than you to run away from him. Trust me, Moses tried it. He decided, I'm going to go ahead and run out in, in this wilderness. And he was out there for 40 years. And God was like, cool. As soon as you get near this bush, it's about to burn, sir. There is no running from God. And I know we may not admit that's what it looks like. No, but if he told you to do something, you didn't do it. Guess what? You're running from him. You're not running from the assignment. You're not running from, oh, you know, well, I don't, I'm not really running from God. I'm just running from the idea of marriage and how marriage is now. And no, no, no. If God said something, then he has it already orchestrated where it's going to be customized and suited just for you. You think he's going to put the, the thought of marriage in your heart just to give you some lame? That's the God you think you serve? You think God's going to tell you to go ahead and do entrepreneurship just so that you can fall into the statistic of it fails every five years? That's the God you think you serve? You think God's going to tell you to leave a job so that your family could be starving for the next couple of years? That's not the God you serve. You think that God's telling you to stay at that job so that he can just see you irritated from day in and day out and that's his form of entertainment? Like, you got to really get to the bottom of like, no, 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 no. Don't camouflage it no more that you're just running from a thing. You are running from God. And so at this point, take off your running shoes. Take them off. It's time. It's time to see this thing different. It's time to start responding different. It's time to, it's just time to do something different. So my challenge to you on this phone call on today is, can you hang up the running shoes? This is not the Olympics. We are not in nobody's relay. There is nothing to gain from running. You, it is costing you everything to keep that momentum going. Can you dig your toes in and say, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I am nervous, but I truly feel like I, you are telling me to do this thing. And there's no denying that I am nervous and I'm a little scared, but I can't afford to keep running from you. I've got to see this thing through. And it's okay if it looks bizarre to everybody else, because everybody else is not doing what you what you're called to do. They can't give you the steps. The Bible literally says God will order your steps. Would you let him order your steps, please? And stop letting the, the opinion of everybody else order, order your steps for you. Please get to a point that the only time you let somebody order for you is when it comes to food. You see what I'm saying? And so I just want you to really just take a true inventory. Why? What? Whatever you need to ask yourself, why are you running? What are you running from? But most importantly, can we stop running? Can we stop running now? You burning all this cardio, baby, for what? This mental and emotional anguish from time to time, for what? Ask God for a strategy. Let him illuminate what your steps are, and you get the step in. The way that old Marty Mar used to say, right? Start walking in your purpose. Start walking in it on purpose. And won't you just shock yourself and say, whoa, God, you, you really meant what you said. Yes. It wasn't just a Bible scripture, a, a good story to tell in the Bible. He's actually doing it for your life and people around you like live. Like, yeah, now these current times. 
Everything doesn't have to be the olden days. I challenge you to go ahead and do this. I don't want you out of breath no more because the reality is we're all going to reach a finish line, right? I want you to reach the finish line, finishing what God told you to do. I don't want you at the finish line doing what looked good to the world. That was the title and the job to have. That was the car to drive. That was the person to date and marry. Those were the amount of kids you should have had. Like, you going to go to the finish line is, is undeniable. It's inevitable. You might as well go there with God clapping for you, even if no one else is cheering you on. So make a commitment. No more running shoes. If the finish line is inevitable, I want to get there the way that God wants me to get there. Please stop going around this mountain. Stop making excuses. God called you to it. Please do it. And I don't have anything else to say outside of that. I feel like anything else you would have either heard before, but more importantly, I am a fun believer that God gave you exactly what you needed in this phone call while I was speaking. So I don't have anything else to say. And that's my good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to go ahead and burn my running shoes because I'm amped up and fired up and ready to go. But you go ahead and do the same, okay? I'll talk to you later. If you smell smoke, don't be alarmed. (laughs) Later.